The following podcast contains strong language, adult humor, and opinions that are solely that of the host unless stated otherwise and should not be taken seriously by anyone. Listener discretion is advised. If you're easily offended, sensitive, or under the age of 18, please just stop listening and go do something else. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Microphone check, one, two, three. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, nice show. God, that shit takes my breath away. Golly. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to get a drum roll that was that long. I should probably edit it a little bit. God. <laughs> My head is spinning. Jesus Louise. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, one. Welcome, all, to Anthony Gaskins, the Be Mike Podcast. Yeah. The weirdest mental health podcast probably on the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your host hypocrisy himself anthony guest in the b mike uh, and i'm here again uh, episode 37 uh, i hope everybody is having a great week so far it's been a, a positive week for me positive and uplifting uh yeah something like that um <laughs> It's 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 been okay aside from my my mental health crises that I that I suffer every once in a while it's it's been it's been all right uh, I feel like my depression is in law and order uh, if you don't know what that means go watch Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, no, it's been a really great week. Uh, I've done some stuff for my job and my career this week, so that's great. Uh, more growth and expansion in my life. Uh, even though, you know, I take a lot of steps back, but I still feel like I'm moving forward all the time. So <laughs> just keep on walking with me, holding my hand. <laughs> Uh, if you listened to yesterday's episode, you'd get that joke, but so uh, whatever. Uh, but um, on today's episode, I don't even think I really came with a lot of topics. I have a couple. Uh, cyber cheating. Ooh, what is cyber cheating? We'll get into it. And then also taking the good with the bad. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. So if you if you like me, I just want you to know there's a lot of bad. <laughs> Probably more bad than good. <laughs> so there's that, and we will be talking about it. Uh, so let's get into the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to play a clip, and this is from Joe Budden's Improper Improv with Queen's Flip. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, 
But this is a serious clip, and I'm gonna play it. So here. But my father said, when a woman loves a man, usually they love all of him. His faults, his, his, you know, the good stuff about him, there's no limitation. Like a dog. I don't believe that. And we're back, so. My father said, when you love a man, pause, <laughs> no homo. <laughs> my father said, when you love a man, you have to love all of them. What did he say? How did he say it? I'm going to play it again. But my father said, when a woman loves a man, usually they love all of him. His faults, his, his you know, the good stuff about him, there's no limitation. Mm, so, you got to love all of them, right? All of me, right? Use me an example here. Put me up on the cross and just hang me. Why don't you? Uh, young Jesus, but no, um, you know, I'll, I'll say, right, uh, let's, let's talk more relationships, right? Not my relationships, but let's just talk about, in this, in this instance, imagine me with a, with a woman, right? And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to accept you for who you are, all of you, right? Like, the good stuff, the bad stuff, blah, 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 it's all of it, you know? And, and I don't know if that's a fault of my own or if that is something that's, you know, naturally human, humanistic in us, you know, to, to try to, you know, see the bad in someone. You know, Frankel says in Man's Search for Meaning that, that you know, love is, is knowing someone through, you know, thoroughly, knowing all of them, their faults, their all their goods, their bads and everything like that, but seeing their potential and wanting to mold that potential into something that can flourish, make them successful in their own right. You know, you got to love them, you, to love them, to love them is to know them completely. And that is what I feel like the definition of love is to know someone completely, objectively and thoroughly enough and you see there and you do see their potential and you want to you want to shape that potential right in a way and you don't have to shape it you know let them shape themselves everybody's their own fucking person right but um, you know you see you see someone that you love you see someone who can be way more than what they are right like especially as a, as a man seeing women today like i see women as more than just a mother figure you know and and it's like i'm um of course i want to see every woman experience motherhood at some point in their life just like i want to experience fatherhood at one point in my life but i don't want to see my girlfriend or my wife or Beyonce, whatever. I don't want to just see them as a mother. Like, I, I don't want to just see you at home, in the kitchen, cooking and all that shit. Like, like if you want to go and do more, like if you want to work and you want to go and, and go back to school or be in school and, and, you know, be successful, then go do that. Go be a doctor. I don't, you know, don't let me hold you back. You know, go, if you want to go out and, and have fun, go do that. Like, go, go have fun. I don't, you know. But see, me, the way that I am, it's like, I don't, for some reason, I don't get a lot of satisfaction from going out and having fun, right? Like, that's just not 
like you know i don't want to go to the club i don't want to go party and so and i will like don't get me wrong give me some like mushrooms or molly or something like that and you know I'll, I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go i'll go but you know in my normal self my 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 natural instinct is not to to have fun in public spaces like that i don't know maybe society has kind of shaped me to feel different differential in public situations you know if i'm if i'm in a space where it's a lot of people sometimes i get more nervous than anything like if anything i'm a little on edge i'm like who's who's gonna pull out a gun and shoot up the place and i seriously have that <laughs> that stigma I don't, I, don't clap don't don't laugh i don't know why i press those buttons i'm serious i actually like <laughs> i actually feel that way and i get so anxious and i'm like well i need a drink so that's why when i go to public spaces i like to go to the bar first i'll go head straight to the bar get a drink don't sit me at a table sit me at the bar let me let me get a drink or something and i can see the crowd and everything like that and i can survey the scene and make sure that there's no creepy person sitting in the corner who looks like they're gonna shoot up the building like that's just how i feel i'm serious i'm, I'm dead ass serious <laughs> And then by the time a drink kicks in, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm vibing, and I can, I can go and, and express myself. I can even get so comfortable to go do a fucking comedy set, and it's nice, you know? But I gotta have at least, like, two, three, maybe four drinks in me minimum. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I'll flourish afterwards, but in that first ten minutes in that building, I promise you might see a whole completely different side of me that you didn't want to see. And I might be quiet, I might just be so focused. Even like, for instance, right, uh, I did a comedy set at Wise Guys Comedy Club. It was very fun. It was very, very, very fun. It was awesome. Honored, honored. It was only three minutes, but it was awesome. It was probably the greatest three minutes doing a stand-up set that I had done. It was very fun, right? And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm in the crowd because my set was, was deep into the, into, the, into the open mic, right? It was, it was quite a few comics up who went up before me. But I'm I'm sitting down. I pick the seat that's kind of kind of close to the stage, like where I can, you know, where where. Of course, when I go on, the people who can see me can see me comfortably without having to look over people. But also, I can see like the door. I can see the exit, you know, because <laughs> I I think about those things. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to people set, and I'm just sitting. But most of the time, I'm like not even enjoying their sets. Like I'm listening, even though I'm like. I'm low-key studying the other people's set, too, because I know I'm about to go up next, so I'm trying to see, like, what the crowd is laughing at and, like, how, you know, how I should be on stage. But at the same time, I'm also just, like, sitting and looking, and I'm like, okay, let me make sure, like, everybody seems good in this crowd. And for the most part, everybody was good. It was a really great crowd. You know, Las Vegas is not as bad as people say. And that's just my own anxiety. You know, it comes with me. I, you know, like I said, if you like me, you got to take the good and the bad, right? And that's one part of knowing me is knowing that I might not talk to you for about 10 to 15 minutes when we first go into a place. <laughs> because I'm just an overanalyzing the whole building and situation, you know? So, so that's just me. Now, does the person that I'm with have to accept that part about me i don't know Ooh, maybe <laughs> no <laughs> you can leave me there <laughs> and make it worse 
or you can support me through it and feed me drinks. Feed me all the drinks. <laughs> Give me like four beers and a shot of uh, not a Captain Morgan. I'll do. I'll do Captain Morgan. Let's do it. Give me a rum and coke, and then like two beers, and I'll be. I'll be. I'll be good. I'll be coasting through the whole night. I promise. Now, outside of me, uh, there's an article or a study that was done. Uh, it was by. Uh, it's written by Wayne Lian and D. Lance Ferris and Douglas J. Brown, and they ask, you know, does taking the good with with the bad make things worse? How abusive supervision and leader member exchange interact to impact need satisfaction and organizational deviance and. The abstract just states we integrate and extend past work on self-determination theory and mixed relationships or relationships characterized by both conflict and support to address the question of how abusive supervision promotes subordinate organizational deviance. In so doing, we propose a mediated moderation model wherein abusive supervision and leader member exchange interact to predict organizational deviance with psychological need satisfaction mediating the effect of the interaction on organizational deviance. This hypothesized model was supported with multi-wave data collected from 260 employees. Notably, our model was supported after controlling for justice perceptions and organizational social exchange as alternative mediators. Theoretically, and practical implications are discussed. So, ugh. I know it's a lot of jargon. Basically, what they're saying is that they did a study on these employees and organizations to see that there's a lot of deviance that happens with employees, like being on your phone, uh, stealing from the company, and all this stuff that results in lost profits for the company. Uh, so they're posing the question, do you have to take the good with the bad of employees? You know, you have these humans who are actually here, they're showing up to work, they're doing their job, at the bare minimum, uh, to say the least, but... They are doing their jobs and they're here. But even though that they're here, they, you know, it's resulting in loss for the company. Like I said, people be on their phones. I've been like that at jobs where I just sit on my phone the whole fucking time. And who knows how many people stole while I was sitting on my phone or doing whatever, you know? So you have to do these companies have to take the good with the bad. Employee, employee theft is increasing yearly. With costs associated with fraud increasing 40% from 2005 to 2007. That was a Needleman article from 2008. As well as unauthorized web surfing has been estimated to cost upwards of $600 million in lost productivity yearly. That's from Taylor in 2007. So you can imagine with the amount or the increase in cell phone usage and stuff like that, how much profits these companies are actually losing now in 2023. Uh, and you can see, actually, companies are starting to not take the good with the bad. Uh, there's already a whole McDonald's store that's fully automated. Uh, I think there's a, an Amazon store that you can just walk in and there's no employees at all. You just grab your groceries and leave and then your car gets charged. So you see, like, they're starting to even phase out of using humans in their businesses and their business model. On top of that, you're saving how much by not even having to pay employees. Instead, you just got robots. You don't have to pay robots an hourly wage. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
This, I guess the answer to the question is no, you do not have to take the good with the bad. And if you apply that to relationships, uh, if your person sucks, you should probably leave them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> now in closing it seems that i have answered my question uh no you do not have to take the good with the bad okay make changes as a matter of fact phase out humans all together that's the answer to the question I cannot wait until AI or robot girlfriends. That's going to be my favorite thing in the world. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, now, another int very interesting topic that I wanted to discuss, right, is, uh, is cyber, uh, cyber cheating, right? Ooh, uh, what is cyber cheating? Like, you know, why do people enact in in cyber cheating like it, it's something that we i don't think people even realize that they do and there's a lot of different forms of it and uh if you're in a relationship right now you have more than likely cyber cheated unknowingly right and it's it's something that that i think we in this internet age really have to 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 come forth and accept that a lot of us are living in a reality that really does not exist right like it's it's a reality of our of our own and it's influenced in particular by this cyberspace the internet and these different online communities that people go into and please refrain from believing that i'm like kink shaming or judging anyone in how they uh, and how they live in their own realities, because that's that's kind of the whole point of the Internet, right? Like to 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 be able to have a space of your own, like you can go on your phone and your phone is is your world in a sense. You know, it's not anything of the outside world. It's only connected in ways that you want it to be. Uh, and, and that's your phone like that's 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 your personal privacy. And then we build these these other spaces of the same kind of capacity in in the forms of computers if you have a laptop a tablet uh, monitors desktops and all this type of stuff it's you know it's all intertwined into our own world you know that exists it not outside of reality because like i said it's connected with reality but it's also interconnected with your your own interpersonal being right like your own inner reality uh and this is pretty much referred to as object relations theory, right? And this was coined by a researcher named Winnicott. Uh, and I would definitely recommend reading up on object relations theory because it's, it's very important. Uh, he basically kind of connects it, and I'll, I'll, I'll read, it, read into it in a little bit. But he basically kind of connects it to uh, an infant, right? How a a baby any of you with children you'll notice this with your with your children uh a baby can have a blanket right and that they love and they cuddle with they they kiss on it sometimes they they suck on it like it's a nipple like you know it's it's their it's their personal space that blanket 
to us it's just the blanket to that infant it's not like that's their comfort that's their that's their space their being you know that's why when you take a blanket a certain blanket away from a baby they're crying and screaming and and I, you know they 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 panic because you're taking their world away almost it's the same thing with teenagers and kids in high school when you take their cell phone away like you're not just taking away their their means of communication you're taking away their world almost uh and and that you know that will that results in their reaction you know so in another article titled taking the good with the bad applying klein's work to further our understandings of cyber cheating by dr monica witty and dr adrian carr i'd highly suggest reading the article uh of course i'll put the link in the description for you guys so click that uh they connect the object relations theory to cyber cheating and the effects that having online relationships has on a person's offline relationships. Uh, they pretty much suggest that because online sexual activities are so easy to access and offer, you know, more anonymity than face to face relationships that people can more easily rationalize their quote unquote online betrayals. Now, I'm sure many of you listeners uh, be honest with yourselves you know, have been in relationships and like watched porn and you probably just thought nothing of it. But if your porn activity is something that you're hiding from your spouse, doesn't that kind of raise a red flag to the activity in itself? I know like that there are even people that try to rationalize watching videos like with people that look similar to their partners. But does that really make it any better? That you have to look at another person to get off instead of just like having sex with your partner. You know, I try to take into account in accountability factors that might contribute to a lack of sex between partners. But to me, if I'm to think in a relationship like the two parties theoretically should be able to have a conversation about their lack of sex. Right. Kind of going back to the question on taking the good with the bad. Does taking the good include taking in the online activity that your partner has or should you two kind of like have a conversation in the beginning about the online activity that you both have, you know, like therefore you should kind of have a clear understanding of each other's kinks and pleasures that way, like you can both satisfy each other in that way, um, honestly. Otherwise, like in my experiences, it just leads to more conflict, hella awkward moments, and eventually it just affects the relationship altogether. So it's like, what's the point? You know, you got to have those conversations and be able to talk and discuss. And, you know, it's important. It's important. Now, in the article that I mentioned before on abusive supervision, uh, they mentioned several psychological uh, need theories that state that humans have three basic needs to thrive. Uh, it's the need for competence, the need for relatedness, and a need for autonomy. The need for autonomy refers to the desire to initiate one's own action and choose activities consistent with one's integrated sense of self. Now, imagine in your relationship, you want to do things with your partner that make you happy, but your partner is like, no, hell no. They don't want to do it and almost never allows you to choose activities that make you happy and feel fulfilled right if the self-determination theory is right then you won't feel like happy or fulfilled therefore that's going to lead to more 
habits online that will make you feel happy or fulfilled, at least for the time being, you know, and is that cyber cheating to me? I think so. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yes, I think that is cyber cheating in and of itself. Like you have to go outside of your means, outside of your home, your comfort in order to, you know, to feel pleasure. Even if you're not going to go pay for sex with a prostitute, you still went online like you, you watched porn like <laughs> so that in and of itself to me is cheating. So you kind of have to like look at yourself sometimes and and kind of weigh those options on whether or not you want to have those conversations with your partner or continue online habits and activities uh and it's hard that's like tough only because you can't control what someone does online like regardless they're gonna every everyone's gonna have their phone with them wherever they go so if they go take their phone in the bathroom you can't go and monitor their activities and like police them quote-unquote abusive supervision you can't just be you know literally hovering over them at all times trying to monitor their activities and i know some relationships even go so far as to giving up the password you know to the phone and the and 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 instagram accounts and the facebook accounts and everything emails even you know they want the password to everything but does that make does that make your relationship better that you have access to everything like that i feel like in my relationships having access to all of my passwords and stuff has actually contributed to more arguments and conversations that probably didn't even need to be had <laughs> so who knows you know how that would have gone if i had just been like no motherfucker my password is mine <laughs> who knows who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But now I don't do that. I don't just give up my password. But also it's because, like, my phone is my comfort. It's my space, you know? It's my... <laughs> I love my space. And I won't allow abusive supervision to happen in my house. No, never! <laughs> but I just wanted to raise the question today. Uh, you know, cyber cheating. Are you a cyber cheater? I feel like I may have cyber cheated before. Huh. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm always admitting my flaws on this podcast. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I gotta stop. Ugh, I gotta make myself sound perfect. Oh. <laughs> now, I have done enough talking for your, what is it, Thursday or something? Thursday? <laughs> Go do your research and your Googles. Uh, be careful out there if you're cyber cheating. Just cut it out, man. You can do better. Do better. <laughs> gotta do better. We gotta do better. Uh, <laughs> and get counseling if you feel like you can't control it. Ooh, seriously. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> uh, oh, now, uh, you got like, what is it? This is episode 37, 38, 39. 40. You got like three more episodes out of me, okay? I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think if I do tomorrow and then like Monday and Tuesday or something like that, then that's going to be like episode 40. Or st I'm going to stop at 39. And then at 39, I'm going to take like probably like four pods off, four, four days off or something like that. So ooh, vacation time, huh? Gives me time to focus, restructure, and then come back you know, to give you guys quality content and podcasts. So I'm trying, I'm trying. I want to come back and do better every time, okay? 
so just look forward to me being gone, huh? I'll delete everything again. All my socials are gone again, and then you just won't hear from me. But only for a few days. So I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, I hope everybody has a great, great, great uh, Thursday, Jesus Christ. And, you know, study, do your research. And, you know, if you're in school right now, you know, don't don't get burnt out like me. It's okay. We'll get through it. I promise. It's a lot of years left, but we'll get through it. And for everybody else that's not in school and just, you know, living life free and doing whatever they want, I'm really jealous of your lifestyle. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, I just, I just can't afford it right now. I really gotta, you know. <sighs> gotta buckle down before the car hits the wall. You know what I'm saying? Duck down, you know. <laughs> gotta duck, cover, and roll out of the vehicle if it's going 60 miles per hour. Sometimes, you know, you're gonna take some bumps and bruises. It's alright, you know. But we gonna get to our destination regardless. Just jump out of the car sometimes, you know? <laughs> Don't jump out of the car. Don't do that. You know, we, we're professionals here. We do, our, we do all of our stunts and all. We're professionals, you know? It's <laughs> Anthony Cash with the Be Black Podcast. Thank you so much to all of my listeners. You guys are all incredible. You're the greatest ever, ever, period. Point blank. You know? <laughs> I love you all. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's the greatest podcast ever. Anthony Gates has been my podcast. We out. What the dog doing?